Let's jump into it. All right, let's go. All right, ready? Yep. Oh. <laughs> what do you need to do? Wait, no, wait, no, wait. no. I'll just get it after the intro. God damn it, Max. All right. <laughs> For real. All right. For real. Need booze. God damn it, Max. <laughs> Time for Danky Kang's podcast. Do 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 do. Game talk, friends talk, drinking beer. Do 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 do. Except for Jesse, he does not drink any booze at all. Max and Mike will drink until there is no beer at all. Now it's time to start the show, so kick back, sit back, let us blow your mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dinky King, a video game podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, uh, Jess. That was weird, right? That was but, real uh, yeah, I don't, how do I usually do it? I don't know. But, hi, I think the case is Hello, everyone. as usual, I have Mike hey, uh, This is Mike here. Well, here's Mike over here. Mm-hmm. And then this there's is Max. Max. Hello. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Dinky King. I'm Jesse. That's what I usually say. I'm Jesse, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts Mike and Max. Uh-huh. That's correct. There we yeah. go. Fuck it. I'm not redoing that. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, fix it in post. <laughs> so, I'm gonna wait for that. Yeah, that's not coming. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so this week, uh, we're kind of we're gonna talk about Overwatch. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. I mean, that's it's the Overwatch. game we're playing yeah. 90% of the time yeah. anyway. Life. I did play some Fortnite this morning. Oh. I've been doing this thing of like morning Fortnite. Oh. Uh, where um. But you're playing Fortnite. I know Fortnite in the morning. Fortnite it's very weird. in the morning. But it's like it's become this thing where it's like I while my wife is still asleep, mm. I'll just play it. Just like I'll play a couple hours or something. Yeah. And then what it, like today I only meant to play until 11. Yeah. Cuz I woke up at 9 and I was like, oh, "I'll play until 11." And yeah. then I ended up playing till like 12:30. <laughs> because I met this dude. Oh, I was in random duos and then here. I right and then this dude who I don't think he spoke English. I was oh, on the voice there. chat. But we were we were typing. Exotic. It's very exotic. <laughs> yeah. And we did pretty well together, oh. and so I sent him. We, we got third place, yeah. and so I sent him a friend request. Oh. And he accepted, and then he just popped into my lobby as oh. we were waiting, and then we went. And yeah, we did pretty well, Tell but it was like more. I I yeah. I, I, I ended up like, playing way longer yeah. than I would have because I was playing with that I dude. To go, baby. <laughs> no, stay a little bit. Longer. I told him before I left, I died in a really dumb <laughs> way. I don't care. <laughs> I died in a really dumb way, and before I left, yeah. I said, "Hey, man, sorry, I I died," you know. Yeah. Uh, whatever but I gotta go it was good playing with it he goes don't in all caps don't worry boy (laughs) (laughs) not B-O-I B-O-I in all caps don't worry not problem was the other thing he kept typing oh, too. So it was very so cute. Yeah. yeah. So I may play with him. I hope he's six years old. <laughs> I don't know. I jumped over to the East Coast servers just to see what it was like. So, oh, and that's okay. where I met him. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's French. Maybe, yep. Maybe he's French. He's yep, Spanish. That's on the East Coast. <laughs> I mean, he's visiting, you see. He oh, he's visiting. Oh. Because, yeah. you know, boy is such a uh, Spanish French. I, I, yeah, Spanish French. Mm, That's a yeah, thing. Spanish French. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's from Canada. Fran- actually. French, 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 
Fran- Le French. Le French and Espanol. 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 So anyway, I played some Fortnite. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still trying to finish Far Cry 5. Oh, yeah. I'm getting distracted. I'll probably do that tonight or oh, tomorrow. The weekend is coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, I'm going to... Uh, Starcraft 2. Yeah, you guys play StarCraft no, 2 sometimes. Sim City 2000. Sim there you go. 2000, uh, right. I'm going to play God of War. Oh, I've decided when it comes out. Uh-huh. So I'll, t- I'll talk about that mm-hmm. when it comes out. Because apparently it's the greatest thing since Last of Us. Yeah, it's, Supposedly. It's, uh, I don't know. It's if that's Dad true. Simulator uh, 2018. <laughs> yeah, so. Which is Last of Us. Uh, is Dad Simulator. That is. Uh, so that's, that's, that's why I think people. Are, that's why people, I think, are getting it all hyped up. Because yeah. it's like Last of Us. With Dark Souls S Combat. Supposedly, yeah. so we'll see. I'll be the judge of that. Yep, you um, let us know. I'll let you know. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been doing the VR. You've thing been doing this VR week, stuff, yeah, uh, which has been fun. Um, it is. There's only a certain amount that I can handle by myself, right? Yeah. Um, it is something that is much more fun when you have other people around making fun of you, or that you are making uh. fun of. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is, it's it's interesting. I mean, I really enjoy it. I I'm having a lot of fun with it, but it is in very small doses. Yeah, like 15, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes at a time. Get a couple rounds of something, in, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm good with this, and then I'll go play some Overwatch or something else. Yeah, um, a real game. A real, <laughs> a real, real game. game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I I love the technology. I'm super excited to see where the technology goes. I have to say, after weeks of the Vive Pro coming out, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say the reviews are making me more confident that my decision to buy the OG Vive Mm -hmm. were well justified. It's basically like, oh, you can read text better. (laughs) And it is slightly more lightweight. And the graphics are about ten percent better. Right. Yeah, I think that's why they didn't specifically didn't name it Vive Two. No, they they straight up said that yeah. that this is a one point five version of the original. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I didn't get the Vive Pro. Um, I'm interested to see where the technology goes. I'm interested to see what other games come out. Yeah. Uh, what other AAA titles? I can't imagine. There's not going to be a Rift or Vive triple A title that's specifically for those, uh, for that content. Because mm-hmm. like Skyrim, it's a triple A title that was ported. Yeah. Fallout I mean, 4 is a triple A title that yeah, was ported. Yeah. There's not a triple A title that has been released for VR yet. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for, I mean, is with, to see what that experience without is Without like. going into too much on the VR subject, I wonder if, by, by AAA title, I think you mean like something that's like 6 to 12 hour game, kind of like what we're used to on the PC. Like a more yeah, fully loaded yeah, I mean, content, rather than like a game like uh, I, I, for me, Robo Recall, which I consider is AAA in terms of quality. Right. Maybe I would. not in length. Yeah, I, I yeah, feel yeah. like that's I, the that's the well. Thing. I, I think for me, triple A means there's at least ten to fifteen hours mm-hmm. of content. Yeah. Now, like, there's this arcade game that I got mm-hmm. um, for free, and there's probably a good six to eight hours worth of content in that game. Okay. By no means would I consider it a triple A title because it's kind of repetitive. You do the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a lot of content for a VR game. Okay. Uh, a lot of them are experiences that are less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, even the games 
usually are under five hours total. Like, I mean, you look at like Super Hot, and Super Hot's probably two to three hours. I would consider the production of that game at a triple A level. Mm-hmm. The way they refine the system that works in it, everything is fantastic, but. It is only a couple hours worth of gameplay. And I think my point I was trying to... uh, Actually, a question I have for you, uh, Mr. VR person, owner, is should we have the same standards of gameplay as we do on a PC game? Not yet. VR. Because like you said, you do 15 minutes and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine... Honestly, as excited as I am for Fallout 4 VR... I can't imagine myself playing nearly as long as I would if I just, you know, sat on my butt and, like... And I think that's the other thing. It's, like, for me, because, like, when I think of AAA VR Mm -hmm. titles, it's a polish added to a game that's designed from the ground up as a VR experience. You know what I mean? That's the thing, thing. is, like, is that... I don't like. I don't expect something even visually to be at right. the level that mm-hmm. a if you're playing on a 1080 p 144 hertz monitor or a 1440p mm-hmm. 144 hertz monitor. I don't expect games to be that level visually. Mm-hmm. But the way that stories are told within VR, and and I guess it may be that people, and, and including myself. I mean, I, I play 15, 20 minutes, and I'm usually like, okay, that's. That's right. enough, I'm done. Short form experience. However, mm-hmm. I think that's because my interest in the games that are available to me mm. wane after about 15, 20 minutes that's of why doing I, it. Yeah. Do you feel like there is a physical exhaustion that adds to that element? Not not in all cases. Okay. Yes, in some games, totally. Yeah. Um, there, Especially in these arcade games, it's very physical. Basically, <gasps> you're holding a bat in your hand and yeah. you swing Swap, it at yeah. this ball and you have to like bring the ball back to you and swing it back and then you're trying to aim over that, and over and mm-hmm. yeah. and that there is a lot of physicality to that some of the bow and arrow games like you're physically yeah, I, I got me tired when i was playing the stream yeah that, so. yeah 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 you're you're I, physically pulling it back that's yeah. why i'm curious for you to try something like i expect you to die where it's like it's made from our experience of someone sitting down yeah mm-hmm. like it's designed for someone to just be hanging out and only using your and, hands and to open how things. much time will i put yeah in how much yeah. would you if you could put it on you yeah. do the first mission you're like eh I get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Or if because... Maybe the same thing with me and Super Hot. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see how Super Hot plays for me and how much interest I have in that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I sat down in two settings and beat Super Hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. I was engaged. Now, the question is, is, like, should I have waited to play that game until VR for the first time? And would I have done the same thing? Yeah. Because I look at it and say, okay, well, I played it in two settings because it was very appealing. Is that because I'd never played the game before and had no clue of what the story was, so that drove me forward. And even though it was a fairly simple story, it was cool and engaging. Mm. Um, or is it a scenario of where like the gameplay is engaging enough? Because Super Hot was really fun because it kind of does make you feel like John Wick. Yeah, um, it's yeah. like it slows down, and if the mechanics are right, like actually grabbing a gun out of the air with your hand rather than a mouse could yeah. be really cool. I actually think that's a game that was built for VR that was then ported over to mm-hmm. uh, because it is a little bit clunky when you're playing with a mouse and keyboard. Mm. Because I can imagine instead of having to like adjust the mouse to reach up to grab something you just look and grab yeah you know when you're on vr so it may actually be more engaging that way um and but at the same time like i i feel like a lot of the games and don't get me wrong i haven't spent barely any money 
on right. VR games at this point. So I may just be yeah, yeah, I may just be yeah. missing something. And I and I keep an Star eye Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, I, <laughs> I really want to play Robo Recall. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be fun. Technically there's that what is there's a software that allows yeah, you to Yeah, it's called Re- Revive. Revive. Yeah. yeah. Generally you can work, but apparently it's you know it's buyer beware. Yeah, yeah, type it's situation. A bit clunky. Oh, that's that one headset comes out you were telling me about. So oh yeah. Yeah, what's it called again? Is that the uh, Microsoft one? No, no, it's a Chinese company, um, Pixel. Uh, oh, God, we had the same conversation. Pix8. Uh, eight, some here, shit. I'll just type and it in. M real quick. something? 8K. I don't know. Yeah, they're releasing, they've already released a 4K model. Good Lord. They're releasing a 5K and an 8K as their next what's gen. What's powering this? Uh, I don't know. Magic. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming a brick like of some sort on the Intel ground. Intel uh, 10... Pimax. Pimax. That's so it. it was a... <laughs> it was a yeah, it Max was a, Pimax. Yeah, it was a Pimax. Pimax. Uh, it was an 8K uh, VR headset. Yeah. They went through Kickstarter. Okay. Oh. And they got almost 6,000 backers. Okay. And they raised $4.2 million. Yeah. How much did a single backer pay on average? <laughs> so on average, so this is I'll what I looked up. up the other day. Yeah. How much? So it costs I introduced for a headset, right? I introduced Jesse yeah, to this we were because about we were it, talking yeah. about. It. And it, the cool thing about this is, is it's supposed to cover Oculus, uh, uh, Vive, and uh, what's the other? There's a third one. The third one. Oh, PSVR. So you can uh, use it on. You can any play any of those on there. Any yeah. game. The hand. The the so supposedly actual, the accessories will work. Yep, the yeah, accessories will work. They've tested it on all markets. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's probably the most efficient headset that's been released today. Um, so if you were to get a 8K headset <laughs> yeah. that includes the two controllers and the two base stations, uh-huh. it's 800 bucks. So it is actually, this is 8K that we're talking about. Yeah. You pay, for the full setup, you'd pay the same price that you paid... For the um, for the Vive Pro. Oh my god! Now the thing yeah. is that it's a bit funky looking okay. because it, it's much yeah, wider. Yeah, so, so I'll show you the headset. All the headset. Yeah, well, yeah, this yeah, kind of yeah. gives you an idea. So this is the Vive. So I'm showing video, which visuals, which isn't oh, great yeah, to you guys, yeah, but yeah. look it up. It's P I M A X. Um, and this is the Vive. This is the Oculus uh, V1. This is the Oculus V2, and this is Pimax 4K. So essentially what happens is you lose the screen door effect. Right. Almost immediately at 4K. The 8K based on what I've seen. Now look how wide it is. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Now they say the field of view on this thing, the FOV, is amazing. Like you don't even have to turn your head and you can like look right (gasps) and see right. (gasps) So here's the thing though. We were talking like so... There is a lot of caveats to that, to okay. the yes. Pimax. Number one, they haven't announced when it's going to be consumer, really, or pro, like where you can buy it. Yeah. It's only Kickstarter back right now. Yeah, they are um, releasing yeah. to their user base this year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's it's 5,000 and some, almost 6,000 users that yeah. they're releasing to. So they're going to get their headsets this year. Now, for everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for something like, like this, I would like to wait for the Gen 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the 8K is technically their Gen 2. They, they already a did a release of a 4K. So wait, 4K is already That was out. a, that was a Kickstarter out, thing. But it's yeah. a Kickstarter thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah, people are and playing people with say it, it's yeah. great. Oh, wow. The, five, the 5K <laughs> cool. is a ba- apparently the replacement for the 4K, uh-huh. and the 8K is the next gen. 
So basically, they have two 4K screens. So a 4K for the left side, a 4K for the right side, when the 4K model has 2K, 2K screens. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's not 8K screens. So it's 4K, yeah, it's 4K, 4K. 4K. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's still like you're running two 4K monitors at the same time yeah. playing yes. the game. Well, who's... How? It's a it's a Chinese company that no, is... China, Who man. are these people that are running... Well, I guess for 2K, okay. 2K... I, so that's the question, right? It, right? Yeah, so yeah. here and here's the other question. Yeah. How many games out there right now mm-hmm. can actually VR support, support that? Yeah. Most games 4K's? 4K resolution. Well, yeah. VR lot. games. VR games. Uh, Not just games, VR games. Most VR games are developed for 720 or 1080 because of the headsets. Hmm. Um yeah. they don't really they don't output to 4K cuz they're yep. they're not like the Vive and the Oculus the two main ones mm-hmm. don't output to yeah. that. Yeah. So they're not developing for those. Plus this thing is new so no one's developing yeah. for this thing yet. And to give you like, some idea, so like the field of view on this thing is 200 degrees when the uh, Vive is either 75 or 90. Yeah, I mean, so like if people are used to the screen door effect with you know this, which it doesn't it's, bother. It's not me. gonna. Yeah, I, I it don't doesn't. Think it's gonna... Once you get used to it, I mean, yes, there is a difference. Even though I only have like seventy five hertz monitors, mm-hmm. there is a difference between watching the monitors and playing on the headset. Yeah, you have to get your eyes in the right area. You have to adjust some things almost every time you put it on to make sure it works properly and it feels like it's in the right space. Um, and even after adjusting, sometimes I'll get into a game and be like, oh, it's still slightly blurry. Right. I look at that as I'm just an early adopter, Mm -hmm. and this is some of the struggles Mm -hmm. of being an early adopter. Yeah. Um, This thing sounds like it is like the next gen of somebody trying to push it forward through Mm -hmm. somebody figured it out how to do it. Yeah. At the price point and at the visual aesthetic they would want to see it at. Yeah. And then kickstarted it. Is it wireless? No. It's not wireless at this oh. point, no. See, that's the thing. So the the next big evolution, for v- and we've mentioned it before, yeah, but yeah, is yeah. the wireless adapter mm-hmm. Revive. Mm-hmm. Seeing how that does. Yeah. And then, if that works out, that would be, okay, well, you have wireless now is upping resolution yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or reducing screen, making you more immersive, reversing, uh, removing screen door, that yep. type of thing. I think Vive is doing a more slow evolution of that. They're, like, trying to perfect their technology as best they can. Like, yeah. the Pro is, like you said, a half. It's almost like the Xbox One yeah. X. Well, and I've, like, already, I've already been reading online. I'm not going to do it to my system. I'm kind of a purist when yeah. it comes to systems. I didn't hack mine in Nintendo or right. my SNES. Oh god, if you hack that uh, SNES classic, yeah, there's so many the games, games you can put there. on there. Right, but I'm, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes it. to technology. Yeah, when, when are you going to play a lot? Yeah, when's the last time you popped they're, that thing they're, on? They're, they're collectors. Like that is part of what it is to me. It's like yeah. it's collecting. And same thing with this. Like the dust. The the Vive is something that you can hack. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Gear VR, mm-hmm. that headset, which is a much cheaper headset. Mm-hmm. The, the lenses in that will actually fit in the Vive. And you can pop the lenses out of the Vive and get a custom set and put the lenses of the Gear VR oh into it. Yeah. And it's a much clearer view. Oh People say it is like, basically you have to pay like an additional $200 for like the Gear VR headset or whatever the cost is of it. Pop the lenses out of it, but then you're like voiding warranty and you're doing all these things. But apparently it's like, if you do that, the Vive Pro becomes obsolete Mm. so basically what they've done to the vive pro is improve the lenses improve the screens in the Mm. back of it but those gear vr lenses that you can do which 
Look it up online how mm-hmm. to do it. I'm not telling you to do it, but yeah, if you this want podcast to do it, is not endorsed voiding nope, warranties or anything. Nope. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's we gotta publicly say that. Yep, yep. But do not encourage you to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you do do it, let us know how do-do. it works for it. If you do do, if you do do, if you fail, let us know how it worked out for you as well. But yeah, it's it's interesting. The the VR space is getting more and more interesting. Actually, I've been I've told i think uh jesse and i told Kristen the other day that i think the next evolution for vr is basically creating uh recreating arcades so yeah. you think about like how you used to go to an arcade as a kid at the mall mm-hmm. imagine if you could pay ten dollars an hour to go into a place that had 300 vr platforms and headsets and you could just go in and play well, by the hour. Well, it's interesting because they have that, we've talked about it, we the were going to go do it, the void yep. is mm-hmm. like, that I think is like the pinnacle I, I, yeah, That VR. is the like, current pinnacle, but yeah. I look at that as an experience and not a gaming event. True. Um, and there's, that is the, there are like, I look at it as three types of VR games mm-hmm. or ex- things right now, yeah. programs, um, and there are VR experiences, which means you're just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, it is immersive. It's like the roller coasters. Yeah. You just sit down in a chair and experience it. Uh, and then there's a combo between gaming and experiences that's like the middle ground. Mm-hmm. And where it's an experience where you're in, inter- it's an interactive experience. Let's call it that. Yeah. Um, and that's what the void mm-hmm. is. And the void falls in that sweet spot because they are custom making headsets that work specifically for their experience. Mm-hmm. They're getting high profile clients like LucasArts, which is the void experience we have here in town as a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then there's games. Mm-hmm. And games fall in a multiple area of spectrum like you have fallout vr Mm -hmm. and then you have this arcade game that is just a simple idea thrown together beautiful looks great operates perfect but it is a different level of gaming it's more i i would equate that to the same type of gaming the same level of gaming as your cell phone Mm -hmm. right there's not complex super complex games that you get on your phone they're short to the point and, and have a very simple objective I guess I kind of equate going to the void as going to your local arcade. Right, like yeah. Back in the day when we didn't have fancy computers, yeah. there are these like cabinets specifically tailored yeah. to give you the best gaming experience. I look at the void as going to the same thing as going to the theater mm-hmm. when I'm waiting for VR, uh, VR arcades to start happening. Mm. And it's basically the reason... I, I actually saw today that's a place in like Indiana... Uh, on Reddit, post like this guy posted, oh, a VR arcade just opened up in my town, and they've got yeah. like 40 VR systems to where you go in and play on their VR systems and pay how much ever to do it. It's like those internet cafes. Yeah, it's it like is almost cafe. like an internet cafe. But then cafe. what's the, but what, that's cool for the major populace, but like yeah. you still, when you own a headset in your home, yeah. you still want advancement there too. Yeah, yeah, like, well, and, and that's the thing. Yeah. But I think the popularity of VR oh, popularity wise, yeah. is going to force a renaissance or a so. push forward into this market because mm. if Pimax actually delivers on what it's promising it changes the face of vr and the next headset that comes out from vive is going to have to be 8k or above Mm -hmm. yeah or or 4k at least or it'd be like yeah 4k plus wirelessness yeah they would yeah 8k or 4k without you know the The, reflective external gear Mm -hmm. or outward reflection 
Um, I think that's when people are really start to consider. Yeah, when these th- I'm pointing at the 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 docks. Yeah, the base the stations. base yeah. stations. Once those are gone, then you will start seeing yeah, people because we're talking yeah. about yeah, like people like, that. Yeah, I mean, are, I literally had to drill into right, my walls yeah. to put those things up. Because right yeah. now you're the equivalent of a home theater enthusiast, yeah. Yeah. right? Absolutely. And we're trying yeah. to like totally an early them. adopter. Yeah, mm-hmm. a yeah, theater yeah. experience, even though. You know, it's the closest we can get for the private sector, yeah. unless you like rent out a dub stage or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely see a parallel in growth in games like the arcade days, yeah. where there are more powerful specialized systems where you have to travel to to you know experience Enjoy the full it, thing. Yeah. As that grows and becomes popular, home systems will grow. So you have like the Nintendo equivalent of the VR mm-hmm. experience, yeah. and then it goes into more sophisticated systems. Yeah, I'm waiting for the wireless yeah. feature. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for a uh, walking like movement bef- without going anywhere system, like yeah. the Omni or like the something else. Like I don't know if you watched uh, Ready well, Player One. Of, have you heard of the catwalk? I have not seen Ready Player One. Because they actually feature... They have like a little treadmill. That's actually a real thing. Oh, really? Yeah, the real treadmill. That treadmill is a real treadmill. Yeah, Yeah, I I saw a video. I just happened to see a a video of it. And it's not to where I want it yet. Because they're... Since it's a move, physically moving platform, mm-hmm. as versus the Omni, which is just a stationary thing. So basically, this replaces the Omni, and it's actually for sale. Cat VR. Yeah, so it's, it's like a om- the Catwalk. K A T W A L K. Uh huh. Um, and it's essentially like the Omni. Uh, it's got a tracking pad that your feet move on it. Now, I've I've been reading a lot online. Oh, they're about using the Pimax. Yeah, yeah, it's they're the using the Pimax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How trendy. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Pimax is making all the right partnerships. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not the leader in the next year or two. Like mm-hmm. I said, if this release of the 5K and the 8K mm-hmm. goes as they expect it to, yeah. I look at them as the place that yeah, everyone... 1500 bucks to burn, Max? Yeah, yeah it's, that's honestly, that is like <laughs> but it's not entry bad. level? No, it's like, not bad, really? Yeah. yeah, that's not bad for that system. Now, the one thing I've heard from a lot of people who were early adopters to this system specifically okay. and some of the others mm-hmm. um, is that it's still not like you're walking normally. Okay, You have to adjust your walk to make sure you slide mm-hmm. the right way so you're kind of walking clunky and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel natural. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point that I'm waiting for is mm-hmm. that treadmill was like a good step towards it. Mm-hmm. But even that treadmill that you're talking about, you can't turn sideways. Mm-hmm. You have to always be walking at an angle. Yeah, like if you watch uh, the video, uh, the way that he walks to his side, like it's his, his it's almost like he's trying to break his ankle. <laughs> this is yeah. bizarre, like ninety degree angle between like the foot that's actually on the treadmill versus yeah. the foot that's actually trying to turn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's it's one of the big. It's a step towards no pun intended. Yeah, yes, pun intended. <laughs> uh, it's a step towards like a good. Uh, where I want it to be, but it's just a matter of like, no, we're not. Going I to think this technology that is so. So for those of you who can't see, mm-hmm. uh, who can't magically see through the the speakers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically kind of like a very low. Um, it's like a bowl. It's like a yeah, big it's basin very concave, yeah. very lightly concaved bowl, giant bowl that you walk in, mm-hmm. and. It's it, pretty much everything on it is magnetic touch, yeah. essentially. So Imagine a walk. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you're walking in that walk. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's great because I love that idea. Like, I feel like as motion sick as I currently get playing Fallout VR, yeah. I would get less motion sick if I was actually moving my feet yeah. and the character was moving. And I actually get excited about the idea of playing in VR. Mm-hmm. And moving. Yeah. Because that takes gaming to a whole new level for me, that you're then playing games and physically moving. Mm-hmm. And especially once you get to the point of, like, imagine... A, and and I, I see this being very hard to get to the point of regular home use. Mm-hmm. I don't know right. how, yeah. like, even if you get the price down to $400, let's mm-hmm. say, which is the price of, like, a console that a kid gets. Right. So let's say this is the next gift after he bought a VR system. Mm-hmm. Where do you put this in your home? Mm-hmm. You know, where do you... It has to have a space to live in. And even if I had it here, which mm-hmm. my place isn't huge. Um, so, like, putting it here in the floor of the living room. Mm-hmm. Where do I store it? Yeah. It's going to be... It, it, I think it's, it's going to be... Right. It's very specialized. It is very specialized. It's, oh, it's almost like maybe if it starts getting trendy, there'll be yeah. furniture built around, maybe. around it. Yeah. Or, or it could or, be, like, Ikea-fi where it's like, oh, just, uh, you know, fold it in half and it melts into the walls or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, there's still a lot of questions I have about the, the future of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, maybe oh, it's yeah. maybe it's one of those things that they, they figure out how to... Do a portable treadmill that is very low profile in all directions. And, like, just by turning your head, you can walk forward. Mm -hmm. But if you turn your head, that's what turns your character. So you always step in the same direction. I think it would be interesting if, like, they did, like, eventually in the future. You know how they have this, like, the base technology for the vibe. If they, you can have it built into your home. Like, having your walls already fitted to, like, be sent... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, have sens- yeah. you have a room where the walls are the sensors or, like, yeah. it's already mapped mm-hmm. as it's... You know, like, it's more not necessarily about, like, having a thing continue. Well, there, you, there could very but, easily you know be I mean? a single, like, I mean, little thing it, yeah. set in the middle of the floor that just, just maps your room. around yeah. and yeah. Or, or, your room. Or yeah. even, like, since technology seems to have a trend of shrinking, mm-hmm. it could be something as small as shoes yeah shoes with yeah. tiny rollers or a big roller that uses a technology like a Segway, which it auto balances depending mm-hmm. on where your body shift weight is mm-hmm. so you would put on these shoes you would walk normally but the rollers act in a way that you are just sliding but it doesn't feel like you're sliding because in vr you're walking forward so moonwalking mm-hmm. so it's, yeah it's kind of like you're moonwalking you still though from it's, rolling it's, backwards well that's the thing the yeah. rollers are um Working similar to like the whole Segway technology, yeah. you have a series of weights mm-hmm. and you know some sort of I like see uh, multiple people falling on the first. Gym yeah, people. Yeah. Are well, that's the thing is like well, that that thing. <laughs> it's similar to the whole Segway thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when you first get on it, you expect it to roll back, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't. It like it you know it self balances, and that kind of freaks you out at first, but then you start to get used to really quickly. And maybe the rollers need to be bigger or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely yeah. I think the practical solution would be to have these smaller contraptions because we're used to smaller phones, we're used to smaller watches mm. that do multiple things and the wares that we have yeah. has to be like we're habit-driven creatures if we can have technology that works around us and yeah. we don't have to like build anything or have platforms mm. or rooms dedicated for yeah. like a specific reason then that's going to pick up a lot. It's like if all I have to do is like 
Sixty-five dollars. I'll pick up these VR skates, or you know, whatever you call it. VR skates. Yeah, uh, VR roll, V rollers, or whatever. V rollers. <laughs> and um, then, yeah, like you could just Ready Player One it. Yeah, and dude. You could, like go anywhere. Yeah, and be like have a quick session. And and the idea is like you don't have to. All you have to do is like within a cubicle. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how big your house is or mm -hmm. how small your house is. It doesn't matter if you're in the. Well, it's like bathroom. Ready Player One. They yeah. live in trailers, right? Exactly. And that's all they need is like or RV homes. It's like yeah, all they just need to... a little space because they have the little treadmill thing. Exactly. Right? So it's like so like even with that like the more we compartmentalize mm -hmm. and shrink the thing, the more it's it's easier to hop online real yeah. quick. It's like oh, let me check my phone. It's right here. Did you like Ready Player One? I. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, which is a very enjoyable movie. <laughs> yeah. I, you enjoyed it being enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, it did its job. It was yeah. flashy, it was big, it was entertaining. There was, like, a lot of really cool references. There was, like, a lot of funny moments. There were a lot of changes from the book. Yeah. You read the book, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we I listened to the audiobook. Oh, uh, uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's relatively fresh. I think Ellie likes my analogy of Ready Player <laughs> One, the movie. Yeah. Is someone who's in, who read the book who's in, also incredibly drunk <laughs> describing to somebody yeah. else what the the book that they read was. I I the only thing that like I haven't seen it yet, but like yeah. deterred me from seeing it is it's Steven Spielberg, mm -hmm. a director who's very much a part of like pop culture in the sense of like the things that they worked on yes. are constantly referenced always, yeah. and it's weird seeing him do a movie reference himself constantly. I think Zemeckis was more referenced than he was. Well, like I know there's a Jurassic Park bit and. Like he was a producer on Back to the Future, and yeah, like there are yeah. things associated with Amblin in general. It's a very Amblin fest in that movie, from what I understand. Yeah, it's and Jurassic it's, Park's referenced once. Yeah, Back to the Future's ref. Well, if you don't count the whole DeLorean, yeah, which is in the which book, in the book, yeah. I, I wouldn't. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Back to the Future's or Zemeckis itself is referenced twice. One in a very cool manner, mm. I have to say, and unexpected. Uh, but other than that, there was a lot of gaming references, more 90s pop culture reference yeah. than 80s, which 80s, is, which is the, book, the book. Yeah, I say if you... Isn't there a whole John Hughes subplot like taken directly out of the movie? Who's like, John Hughes? Well, like the writer-director of Breakfast Club and... Oh, um, uh... It's referenced, yeah. but it's not really a pivotal point. Okay. You know? I know the whole War Games thing was taken out. Yeah, the War Games yeah. thing was taken out. It was... It was, the idea is referenced in yeah. the movie, and I thought that was that was the thing that was really like surprised that they oh my god like oh they went this direction and they yeah. did it and I thought it was really really cool yeah they rewrote almost all the characters <laughs> including Irock which is the most useless character in the book yeah but the the way they wrote him in the movie is like more useless no he's awesome oh well, my god that thing, was great I heard they changed and this is the last thing we'll move yeah. on but like. Uh, I heard that they, like, originally the, all the characters didn't meet each other. Like, they all met through Oasis, and then, yeah. like, they didn't live near each other. Whereas yeah. in the movie, they all happened to be in Cleveland or wherever the hell the movie takes place. Yes, that's true. <laughs> like, in the, in the book, I mean, it's, it's a matter of how much time you have to work yeah. with to convey the story, right? So that, under that <laughs> circumstance, they, in the book, everyone, it was very important that everyone was trying to get the... The key the by key, themselves, yeah. like the whole isolationist thing versus grouping up, mm -hmm. and so it was part of the 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 key theme of the book, and it's like because the whole point of the book is yeah we're loners and we're trying to do this our own thing, but actually having friends and working together is really the way to go. Yeah, 
which led me to my most upsetting thing about the movie. Uh, Spoilers. And it was, Spoilers and, for Ready Player yeah, One. The last two minutes of the film. Oh, everything. No, it's it's nothing. It doesn't wreck the film by any means. You still get the enjoyment out of it. There's no plot point that it spoils. Yeah. But it completely like did a 180 for me in terms of like, oh, this is pretty cool. To oh my god, why? <laughs> um, but I won't spoil. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, like in the You'd movie, see a Gundam, which is neat. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Like they whoever, substitute that with, with a, Ultraman. A yeah, 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 yeah. But it, you know, it it was cool. The yeah. visuals were great. The references were really cool. Duke Nukem shows up. You have to. <laughs> oh really yeah, let's talk about from. video games. So like Overwatch has quite a few references, there's, right? I counted three. So there's Tracer, 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 <laughs> and Tracer. Is <laughs> he just zipped by three times? There yeah. was one. No, you see him. You hear the sound effect. Yeah. And you see her zipping. Is it her voice actress? There was one point where she goes, "What?" <laughs> I'm like completely unnecessary. Yeah. And then the third time, she just you know stands there because they're in this marketplace yeah. and there's like oh uh there's overwatch marketplace there's uh borderlands marketplace <laughs> there's um halo because halo master chief shows yeah. up yeah bunch of master chiefs that's Spartan. thing spartans how dare you yeah they're not uh, all master chiefs there's only one fucking master chief yeah there's a bunch of them <laughs> and they showcase it a couple of times which is interesting uh there is a, a duke newton reference which i was really happy about only once, very, very quick. Oh, yeah? It's at the beginning of the film. You have to kind of, like, really look for him. He wasn't John Cena, though. Uh, no. <laughs> he he, he died be. right away. Oh, poor Duke. Yeah. <laughs> poor Duke. Um, there's a Gears of War. No, it happens so quick. It's not yeah. even a spoiler. Oh, Phoenix, isn't it? Marcus Phoenix? Nope. Oh. But there is a, a Gears of War reference. Oh, okay. Um, some games are faster than others. Okay. Um, Would you say it's more pop culture than video game reference like more movie referencey than video game, or is it more mixed? I feel like they pepper in a lot of video games. Okay, and those are easy because they're IPs. So they I read. Just it, like I heard in the book them. there was like a whole joust sequence, and that's yep. not in the that's movie. That's the first key. Yeah, but like I would love to have I, seen a a joust sequence in the movie. That would be yeah, delightful. The all of the challenges are different. Yeah. Um, except for the you know, even the last one, the the essence is the same, but like where they are and what they do, mm. they consolidated the key finding and the the key. It's opening. a movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's you a know. long movie. It's like two hours and ten minutes. Everything right? is nowadays. So, Can't wait for Infinity Wars and be like two, two hours, fifty minutes. Yeah. To cap it off, anyway. Yeah. yeah. To video watch, games. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you want to watch the movie for a video game reference, do it. If you want to watch something that's like. If you want a movie that does cool things, watch it. If you want a movie that recreates your favorite book, which happens to be Ready Player One, lower your expectation way down. Assume nothing's the same. Yeah. But with some nice delights. There you go. And uh, the the last two minutes of the movie's garbage. Ah! So speaking of Overwatch characters, yep. you mentioned Tracer a lot. Let's yep. talk about Overwatch. Do we want to take a break? Or Let's take wanna... a quick break. Yep. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll be back with some Overwatch stuff. Yep. There you go. It's the unison one. Use that one. Oh, I forgot. What? Well, welcome back. <laughs> Dang it. Whatever. Anyway, close enough. Um, Overwatch. So since we last, the worst. <laughs> since we last talked, that doesn't even make any sense. It's just delicious. <laughs> so that you're is. delicious. 
Oh, you're calling yourself I'm delicious. delicious. Wait, you call him delicious? I who calls you bratwurst? He called me bratwurst. So no, you call me the worst. worst. Yeah, yeah. bratwurst. So you're calling yourself bratwurst? Yeah, I am better than the so worst. So you're a sausage. Bra- I am a sausage. <laughs> I All am right. a meat popsicle. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. I love that movie so much. Fifth anyway, movie. anyway, uh, Overwatch. Yeah. So let's. There's been like some update. Well, Brigida, I think, was the biggest one in Retribution, and Uprising is back now. Yep. Uh, the limited time event for the spring, right? I guess mm-hmm. right now is spring, technically, summer, early summer. Yeah. I don't know. They have a summer event, the summer game. So this is like mm-hmm. their in between event. Oh my gosh, so many right things. Now. Yeah. 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 Well, they have what? Every two months? Every quarter. Every quarter they yeah, have an yeah. event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there's also been like tweaks and balance changes which we'll talk about in a sec yep. that i think are very interesting uh but so they brought back uprising which was a pve event yep. where it's you and three other people go up against a bunch of uh, npcs that are omnics yeah and it's like a story mission and it happens on king's row by the way yeah it's an yeah. altered map of king's row mm-hmm. uh in the past you get to see tracer's first mission yeah that's the big selling point mm-hmm. uh, so that was what they did last year what they added to it mm-hmm. which is amazing yep. is a completely separate pve mode called retribution yep where you for the first time ever you control the characters from black watch which was like the covert ops uh group in overwatch yeah. back in the heyday yeah. and it was mccree it was Genji, mm-hmm. Moira, and Reaper. Yep. Reaper was the leader of that team. Which is awesome because like Game you Reaper. never get to play that force yeah. in any Ever. situation. Ever. Like, DPS and a healer. <laughs> yeah, which the healer's technically like She's a, a low-end DPS. <laughs> like, so the, no. Retribution's really neat because there was a lot of like, what is this game mode going to be? A lot of people assumed it would just be a room. Like, waves and waves would come into a big area, and then yep. you'd clear them out. But as it turns out, it's a mobile event where it's like, you go from area to area, clearing out enemies, getting mm-hmm. to an extraction point. Yep. It's very similar, Max pointed out, uh, and I don't know who said it first, to Left for Dead. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you just move through the map with these characters. Yep. And there's a mode also where you can use any character you want, which mm-hmm. makes it really goofy, because mm-hmm. you can do some weird combos. Oh, yeah. And everyone's competing to try and get high scores, because, you know, they want to get try and beat it on Legendary, mm-hmm. the highest difficulty. My, my, I fucking love Retribution very much. Yeah. I, it's I'm, a lot of fun. I'm very impressed with how much work they... You said it was like it a year? It took a year, yeah, for them to it, like create new assets, yeah. new robots. There's a lot well, of it's shit. Unlike, uh, unlike the last yeah. event... This is a brand new map. Brand new map that has multiple areas and yeah, outside yeah. areas. There are assets that I've never been seen in Overwatch. A fucking boat with water physics? Like, that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, an airship? That mm-hmm. drops off troops. Like, yep. just being able to animate that in and have characters come out of it, like yeah. a spawn zone, is impressive. Well, Which, and then they also got new PvE villains. Yeah, they to have fight, yeah, like, champions yeah. that are essentially combos of multiple characters. Mm-hmm. So you've got, like, the assassin, which the assassin's like. Tracer meets Genji. Genji. Yeah. Um, she's the equivalent of a witch in Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. Basically, yeah. she zips around, and then when she. Uh, scrapes the ground and run towards you. Whoever she gets is down, and mm-hmm. she keeps damaging you until yeah. your teammates try and to. And she like, gains get a little off. bit of shield too mm-hmm. when she's damaging. Yeah, you. yeah. And then the sniper is a combination. I was reading this online to actually mm-hmm. break down all the combinations. Is a combo between Widow and Reaper. Yeah, because she can tell because yeah. she doesn't use Widow's uh, cable to pull herself. She doesn't. She, no, no, she does. She, she has a cable. She, she yeah, does, yeah, I've seen her she use teleports her cable. as well. You no, know, she can teleport. Okay, but she also oh, has the because cable. in the intro in the cinematic, yeah. which every special 
character. Which you can photobomb, just like junk, Junkin. Oh, Star. really? I've seen some funny gifs. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I really like that aspect because yeah. it introduced... It, there's a mini cinematic when you reach yeah. a certain area. It shows, like... I think the first one you encounter is the, the widow sniper. sniper. Or the sl- yeah. And she basically holds up her gun... And then reaches, you know, extends her, you know, and off she arm, goes. and then yeah. she like zips, yep. li- zip lines away. But she can teleport as well. Uh, uh, yeah. So she has Reaper's fart, uh, or uh, no, the one to one teleport. Well, she, she can. Teleport. She, what's really cool though is she can like uh, grapple on the wall. Yeah, like, by that I mean like she wall. can hang yeah. on the wall, which mm-hmm. I think is a rejected idea of one of the heroes. It, I thought it was a rejected idea of Widowmaker. It could be. I yeah. thought I, I thought she originally was supposed to have the ability to hang off the wall, mm-hmm. but then they were like, eh, that doesn't really I work think for a they, sniper. I think they should bring that back with some character because I think that's a I really think cool one of these one of these champions or enemy are going to be a talent introduction yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mm. there's going to, possibly I think maybe even that tank there's a tank that's a double machine oh gun God, tank yes. that dashes forward like Reinhardt <laughs> I think that might be where they mm-hmm. might be heading for another tank that uh, would be that would be pure cool. def- pure offense no defense really it's mm-hmm. just a pure offense tank. yeah now i know they have that technically well he's not a tank though it's, it's basically Arissa's gun times two yeah. she has the tank has no shield no shield has a reinhardt dash and the way you it balances itself out is like you said that like, there's no defensive quality yeah. but he has a shit ton of yeah. armor and, and that's like yeah uh, other than Roadhog, there are no other tank yeah. characters that are like that, mm-hmm. where it's like a DPS-centric tank. So yeah. it'd be really neat if that's the direction they go. But either one of these, any any of these, could be... Like, it'd be cool if there yeah. was a melee tracer or a melee, like, you know, entity that can hop around the map really yeah. fast. Or it'd mm-hmm. be cool if there was a, a sniper that did have a teleport ability attached mm-hmm. to them. Like, that'd be kind well, of... Well, I, I would love the idea. Like, I love the idea of the assassin. Yeah. Because imagine if you got a healer out of position and behind the line down and, and you knock them like... down and just start attacking <laughs> oh them yeah. and they can't do anything. Like, it's real low damage. And then you so, get... Like, yeah, and you get shield a little bit at, because mm-hmm. it's harder to kill when you're you're, mm-hmm. you're matching yeah. on somebody. So, so the, that could be cool as well. I think all three updates, like... Uh, I don't know that there's much they could do with a sniper to introduce new because Widow's just the, pretty well balanced. Just the teleport. Yeah. That's all yeah, they can really which do. Which at that point, it's like, do you really need the teleport? I feel feel like that kind of makes right. her OP like, a little bit. Do we bit. need another sniper? Yeah, do we need another sniper? I, think that, I, I honestly believe that double turret tank know, yeah. should be where they point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in I, terms I of a new character. So, um, unless. Unless there's a situation to where you're going to do a full melee uh, DPS. Yeah. Which like, is Doomfist. Yeah, no, he's got a gun. He does. Yeah, but most of his kit is like the gun is I know more specific. Kit, like, yeah. <laughs> but but I feel like he's a de- a brawling DPS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I read a really interesting theory on uh, Retribution. Yeah, that Moira at this point in the game, and if you take the whole story into consideration, is already part of Talon. Oh, oh no! I, I, yeah, agent. I believe that she's mm-hmm. like a double agent. Yeah, yeah I believe so that. So there's yeah, yeah. there's a couple lines Isn't of dialogue, it? and one is I think McCree says something to her. Oh, she mentions something about like a Renaissance fair or something yeah. like that, Ooh. and McCree responds to her saying basically that doesn't sound like something you would enjoy, and her response is 
there's a lot you don't know about. Oh, me. because in the lore, uh, Moira is supposedly the one that created, experimented on McCree. Yeah. Oh, not McCree. Well, sorry. Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Reaper. Reaper. A Reaper. 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 Yeah. Weeple. 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 That's why he has the teleport. Uh, Reyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. the teleport no, is yeah. because of an explosion that happened. Oh. In, uh, like, I watched a video that explained the lore. I, know, I don't yeah. know which anything like, about the lore. Surprisingly so. deep. Yeah. There's yeah. like four layers of eras. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. So they're saying that if you listen to the, every line of dialogue throughout through and analyze it, mm-hmm. while uh, Genji doesn't really say much, no, you know, McCree is super hard on Reyes or Reaper, Reaper. Yeah. Uh, about what he this. did, yeah. And Moira is actually kind of on Reyes's side, yeah. mm-hmm. throughout the entire mission of. Maybe he didn't do the right yeah. thing. Well, didn't do the wrong well, thing. Well, Genji's technically agrees with Reyes yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I and yeah, I, I think that was... Gabriel. Gabriel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the whole thing of, like, her being... Someone was a talent agent. Because that was the lore before Moira came out, was, mm-hmm. like, there was a person who a was talent a talent agent, agent inside. inside of Overwatch, yeah. or inside mm-hmm. of that group. And the and the theory is, now that she was a part of Blackwatch, mm-hmm. she was the talent mm-hmm. uh, spy yeah. that was answering the the old Doomfist, not the current Doomfist, right. the one this, yeah. prior to mm-hmm. our current Doomfist. Yeah. But, um, the Scourge? Scourge, the yeah. Scourge. yeah. 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 yeah Which, who may or may not be a character one day. I yeah. Guess, I mean, I, I don't... I don't think they're going to build characters in that they don't eventually plan on trying to add to the meta in somehow. Right, I think yeah. it's the figuring out the right way. Like they introduced Zangief in this uh, in Retribution. Um, yep. For those people who in a suit. get yep Zangief uh, in a suit, which um, looks very similar to that one character in Ready Player One. Total total coincidence. Total yeah, man, coincidence. We're, we're Ready Player mm, One's yeah. all over, sponsored yeah. by Ready Player One. Because it looked like the the, the gauntlet. Yeah. Good job, Max. Yeah. Not really <laughs> sponsored by Ready Player yeah. One. Yeah. So I'm not sponsored by anybody. I wish. Hey, someone Ready. sponsor us. Zemeckis. Hey. Wow, hey. You're, you're really going after it. I mean, we do need to pay off Mark Wahlberg. But. Yeah, uh, he will not stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling me. I don't know why he even wants to talk to me. I wasn't even there. He keeps leaving smart happened. water. <laughs> my doorstep. He keeps leaving me Wahlburgers, Wahlburgers. in my lunchbox. <laughs> Free so, yeah, so I mean, um, I think Mark's a little upset. Uh, yeah, but whatever, we'll pan back. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so upright. I mean, uh, retribution, awesome. I, I think have, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I now here. I, I guess this is a controversial statement, but Ooh. like, I want the archives because they're separated as archives now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The UI has changed in the menu, right? Yeah. So now in arcade, there's a whole thing of, of archives, yep. and it's uprising retribution. Yep. Why can't that just stay there? Why can't that be tied to... Now, I get it. Loot boxes and events. It would take away an event, right? But mm-hmm. what if you locked out the skins, except for when the event rolls around, and add a new archive every event, mm-hmm. but you keep Uprising and Retribution permanently as a PvE mode? Yeah. You just can't get those specific skins or you can't get the uprising yeah. reward. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There was an interview. Oh, did he, did he, did he, he talk did about it? Okay. it? Yeah. yeah so okay. Jeff, there was an interview with Jeff Kaplan on, um, he's like, I don't know how people feel about this, but this is why we're not doing our yearly or ongoing yeah. PVE event. He's afraid that if we keep the PVE element 
permanent, two things will start to happen. People will expect it, therefore they'll want more levels. Mm. And it'll detach away from the uh, whole PvP element, which mm. is what Overwatch is. It is a PvP game. And if you keep it, people ask for more levels, people ask for more different kinds of events. You, you get a different kind of audience, I guess. Yeah. Is you get people who are prefer pve games Mm -hmm. and then you get a fan base who expects you to deliver on it Mm -hmm. i honestly think we are going to get one event on year per year on average because i mean this is we're going into like the second or the third year of overwatch they released uprising pretty much at the one year anniversary Mm -hmm. right well they had the one year anniversary event yeah Yeah, that's that's now an event like or may that will be the may event Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, oh jesus yeah that's right because now they've snuck in another event before summer games is the one year anniversary event which is the dance that was the dancing event everybody Mm. got dancing emotes and like those uh like the soldier skin uh or the the diva skin that was like Mm. old-timey she was like a hot rod i thought that was tracer that does the yeah she does that like Uh, that was the just celebration event yeah so that's coming up in may and then Mm. uprising is now but yeah every month i think they would like to have an event that would be their ideal yeah. and i'm sure next year they will add another uprising i, th- I thing. think they're they like another map in the know? same interview oh, okay, someone yeah. asked them it's like oh, is this going to be a yearly thing and then kaplan's like kind of laughed it's like well if that's the case we need to start working on it today way, yeah today. So, so they it haven't started like, working on yeah, it yeah it sounded yeah. like they were just like they worked on something. They were trying something out. They worked yeah. on it. They just released it, and now they want to yeah. see how it goes. So maybe two years. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I. I kind of. He may have just been leading the witness a bit there he, because. Yeah. How long right. has Overwatch been out? Oh, uh, almost three years. Okay. Three years in May. Yeah. yeah. Year one, mm-hmm. Junkenstein. Mm-hmm. Yep. Year two, yeah. Uprising. Mm-hmm. Year three, Retribution. Yeah, but if you- year after year. Mm-hmm. We've been delivered a PvE experience of some sure, but Uprising is unique because of how detailed it is. It is like a legitimate like like they didn't just split a a map in half. But even though they don't do another Uprising or Retribution, which is a higher end thing. Mm Do you think they'll add another Halloween piece? I, I, they could add a Christmas yeah, one. They could true. add like well, the that could go into the archive. Yeti, yeah. Yeti oh, even God, though it was Yeti repurposed, was in, yeah. in, even though it was a re, like you said, repurposed mm-hmm. map, it was a new game though. Yeah, introduced so it. I, I, oh, that's I PvP though. Think, but like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, PvP. Yeah, but that's I true. honestly think there will be some sort of PVE event every year. I agree. And I, I think agree. what'll happen is you'll and get a. With Junkenstein, it's a different type of PvE. It doesn't drive the Overwatch story forward. Junkenstein no, is a standalone, yeah. silly yeah. kind of PvE. It's goofy, yeah. You don't move through a level. You just stay in one spot and get attacked and try to guard something. I think that's like what next year's oh, PvE okay. will be. Yeah. So I do honestly think there's a PvE per year that'll give you a few cool skins. They'll probably find some other holiday, maybe even start leaning into wacky things like Easter. Arbor Day. Day. Arbor Day. You know, like, <laughs> well, do, Fortnite's capitalizing on that. Yeah. They, yeah. they do goofy holidays. Yeah. The only like, uh, so. communication button is sorry. Yeah. That's the only way you can communicate with yeah. everyone on Arbor Day. Arbor Day. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. So like, doing something like that, like I can no. totally see them getting into that world because they're just slightly silly enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the thing that, like, if Overwatch was all just story, mm-hmm. I think you would get a little... It's Number one, it's really hard to keep up it's, with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number two is that you get into a situation in which 
you have, like you said, uh, or like Kaplan said, mm-hmm. you have people start expecting yeah. you and forcing you to drive story forward. Then when that's that is a core element of this game is mm-hmm. having a solid story. But the other side of that is that they do it in such a good way because they take their time with it. Yeah, it's not something they're trying to crank out the door in six eight weeks. Right. it's something that they do spend a year year and a half figuring mm-hmm. out, locking in, and saying, "Yeah, what's the next chapter in this?" That but really that's the makes thing, sense. though, isn't it? It's it might not be not in six months, but they're locking themselves in. A uh, year, yearly. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like you said, it took a year for them to make Retribution. They knew they were going to do Retribution right after they finished Uprising mm-hmm. and launched it. So if Kaplan, unless he's fucking around, if he says, "Oh, we we don't have anything planned right now," it'll probably be like you said, something similar to either taking reusable assets and creating or like just a little building a single, yeah. like yeah, building like a just, single three D set. Yeah. Is completely different than building an yeah. entire world. Yeah. And I think that's what he's afraid of, is he doesn't want players to set that expectation. Just judging by the way he responded to, mm-hmm. why don't you guys have PvE all year round? It's like, well, then players start to expect this deviating from our main goal. They would have to hire a dedicated PvE map team. Mm-hmm. Dedicated to creating PvE yeah. maps. Not not necessarily, though. I mean, because if you, if you actually break it down to what they did with Uprising... Mm-hmm. They just reskinned a map, and reskinning True. a map is completely different than rebuilding it. Because essentially, what you're doing is you are taking something that's already there mm-hmm. and just having designers work on it. You're not right. having to figure out the structure of the world. So that means while you have a set of designers who can be working up until two months before mm. you have to deliver on this, right. while day one everybody starts building to it. Yeah. So it it does maximize time and that's me kind of putting my production yeah, hat on. Yeah. Um but looking at it from that perspective, I I think Kaplan's full of shit. <laughs> I, I mean oh, I, oh, I think uh, I think he's the well, modern day um, Ed Boon. Well you go your there thing. Was, there was, yeah, there was one more thing. I think we had a conversation mm. off mic about this. You were, okay, you were asking me if uh this map that we're playing on Italy oh is going to turn into a map. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah, this is yeah. like exclusive to Uprising. Mm-hmm. Turns out, oh. it is going to be a payload map. No shit. Yeah, but it's going to be in reverse. See, they, that's they're speculating smart. that it's going to be starting from the end yeah. of the uh, Uprising. Oh, the cafe. Going yeah, towards, yeah. It's as if like, we're actually on our way to the mission. Right. And then Not the Uprising, upri- Retribution. Or, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, it's yeah. weird because the event is called Retribution. You sh- they yeah. changed it. They changed it because oh. it was uprising. Now it's the event is called retribution, right? But it has the uprising archive in it. It really should be just called the archive event. I hope they change that next year. Technically, it should not, just be yeah, archive because it, now there's two, right? Yeah. You'll be able to play both next year. Yeah. So like, it should just be archives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Overwatch archive event, yeah, which and, I really like. Yeah, because that negates the whole timeline thing. Exactly. You yeah, can yeah. put it anytime. Whenever, anytime. Anytime you want. It yeah. could be oh, in the I future. It could be yeah. now. It could be... Um, but yeah, like that's awesome because mm. all they're doing is they created this amazing asset for a year and now we get to use it. Now we get yeah. to play it yep. in PvP, which yeah. is fun. I, I that's how they should be working. I imagine know? they're going to end up doing a lunar, uh, lunar moon base uh, thing. Where oh, they might. Winston's yeah. trying to protect the doctor. Or Winston escaping. Yeah, or, like, or yeah. escaping. Yeah. Either yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, because they gave him that skin. Mm-hmm. He has that mm-hmm. skin of the uh, subject, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other thing yeah. we talked about, uh, an update of sorts, we talked about uh, killing off characters. Oh, right? yeah. So I don't know if we had this conversation on Mike. I don't, I don't think so. Died. Okay, so there was a conversation where, like, don't hate us. Yeah, don't hate us, but we had this conversation where 
Overwatch is getting to the point where they're going to have a, a lot of characters, and yeah. they're only going to keep adding characters. They're going to have three this year, right? They, so there's like, supposed to be two more that come so, out this oh year. God, he was the first, this. So, right? So there's two more. <laughs> so a meta change is whatever. Yeah. But it also becomes to the point where, like, okay, well, it will it get to the point where they're going to retire slash kill off characters right. to make room for a new meta to like not make characters useless because mm-hmm. new characters come in that make them obsolete, right? So, which I honestly feel like we're already experiencing right. that a little bit. So, and then Max was saying that probably would never happen. Yeah, I'm like my my argument yeah. was that they built they put so much effort into building the lore and make mm-hmm. us like the characters yeah. to the point where porn's made out of it. Ooh. It's like why would why would they like retire or well, get rid okay. of characters? So Kaplan, mm-hmm. someone asked Kaplan this yeah. question. They're like, hey, you're adding all these characters. Yeah, have you ever thought about killing them off? <gasps> and he said. We, when it comes to lore and mm. story, nothing is off the table. Okay. If it, if it's a good story and it makes sense to what we've created so far, mm-hmm. we will absolutely kill characters <gasps> off. But, hey. but Mark they will. Be will so but here's the thing. Here's the caveat. There's an asterisk. Yeah. They will always, forever, be playable in game. Oh, okay. Even if they're dead in the lore, sure. they will be playable in game. So I think the interviewer was a little kind of. Like, oh, you kind of, like... Avoided the question. question. Because, well, like, that's, that's his, que- his I question, mean, I think, was I more under- so, like, are you, we going to remove that. characters yeah. from the roster? Yeah. Whereas, like, he basically said, oh, lore-wise, sure, we're going to kill characters, but we're never going to remove them from the game. They said they will never be in a situation where they would remove characters from the game. Yeah. yeah. What it, but here's right. the thing what that bothers me. Not bothers me. But Kaplan said the same exact thing in his team about okay. Deathmatch. They said they would never, ever have a deathmatch mode in Overwatch. And what happened? They had a deathmatch mode. The same mode. thing with Capture the Flag. Same yeah. thing. So now they have a freaking them, competitive Capture yeah. the Flag. So them saying never to something means yeah. absolute dog shit. Yeah, I, so I, do I agree guarantee. With that. I almost guarantee you they're going to remove characters from the game. I, at some I point. think it, even because if they don't remove even you if they and don't, I, like you right and I now, have this conversation. Right, yeah. Even if we don't remove yeah. them from quick play. Yeah. Or they will be removed from competitive. Because I that, look at yeah. Overwatch yeah. saying competitive yeah. is, like, is the meta of the game. Yeah. Is the core of that game. That they want it to be a competitive game. They're leaning into esports, esports and, Overwatch and all that. League. Yeah, it's like, so yeah. I think there is a real scenario in which characters get removed. And I have a theory of mm-hmm. one of these three. Oh shit! Oh, we go. Mike's top Mike's three. Mike's predictions. Yep, 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 yep. And I honestly, I honestly base it on age and the fact that they've been around. So in the this meta. is lore so reasons. Lore yeah. reasons. Soldier seventy six. Oh, he's old. He's real old, <laughs> yeah. and essentially, like he was basically kind of rebuilt, like super soldiered Captain America up. Yeah. Um, that's why he's as strong and fast and everything right. as he is. Even though he's super old. Even though he's super old. Right. Yeah. I think there's a situation in which, story-wise, it would make sense if he was kind of that injected super soldier. Yeah, he is. That it fails eventually. Or he uh, just dies of old age. Or he just dies Or someone kills age. him, like Doomfist or something. So there's or that. Tired. <laughs> I think that's a way a- that if you want to introduce another... So I say soldier, yeah. because soldier is the base entry of any... First person shooter. Yeah, game. he was the gateway character. He was, he designed was the gateway to be the DPS. Character. If yeah. you were good at Call of Duty, yeah. if you were good at whatever, you could play Soldier immediately without question. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole world opens up after that because you realize, oh, he's not 100% that. Mm-hmm. So then there's that. Um, and then I also look at it as if he is killed, I think they'll introduce someone to replace yeah. his mechanic. Yeah, I think if And any they'll character... introduce that person as the person who killed him. 
as that replacement. Well, or mm. uh, what I think is like, yeah, okay, so I I agree 100% the competitive thing. Yep. Yeah. Kill characters in the lore and take them out of competitive, yep. create a new meta. Though, again, we get in that slippery slope mm-hmm. of people accusing Overwatch of controlling the yep. meta in an unfair way yep. instead of letting players determine the meta. Yep. That's, I know, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. No, I, so, I agree with that, yeah. but I think it's within Blizzard's rights to do that. Exactly. No, I agree the same way. It's so, totally their game, so, you know. Number two. Yeah, number two. Number two. two. Reinhardt. Yeah, I agree with He's that. old. Well, number one, he's old. He's I mean, a part he's, of the original guard. That's useful, I think. And oh. number two, he was the <laughs> he was the very first intro <laughs> to oh, a shield mine. tank. Yeah. So you, you take that out <laughs> because you take Ryan out. Yeah. He's a great shield tank, but yeah. now you've got Arissa and Brigitta. And there'll be another. Oh, I, I think they're going to introduce another tank. I agree with yeah. you. I Who, think a tank yeah. may be the next intro. I, I think so. I think either a tank or defensive character will be the next. Which... Well, Brigitte was defensive. If you if you bring in no support, she's support. If you bring in the double Gatlin gun tank that Jesse was talking about earlier from Retribution, that replaces Soldier immediately. Yes, yeah, DPS Mm. and Bastion certain respects. And Bastion in certain respects. I could see Bastion leaving. So Sebastian's my third one. Yeah, okay. Because again, Bastion (laughs) has the potential. He is basically a Omnic. Yeah. That rebooted in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And when he rebooted, his previous programming was kind of wiped. Yeah, he's got that omnic amnesia. Yeah, so he's basically just a blank AI that I could see someone like Sombra or something that she does or someone like her shutting down. Oh. And that just, like, he doesn't, like, he just powers down. And the thing is, is that it's the saddest thing ever because he's, like, the sweetest character from Lord. Because you know when they remove characters, there's going to be amazing, beautiful uh, shorts. Cinematics, yeah. (laughs) That would be around those. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they want. They want people to feel emotional about the characters. Turn me apart, Blizzard. (laughs) You want to be pissed at Blizzard when they do this. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't hate them for too long because if you ever want to play them again, you can go back to Quick Play or you can go to any of the events and arcade you can do all those things and still play these characters but from a story perspective which means you have to pull them out of competitive of any sort because then if they're dead and you're still saying they're meta they're not dead if you're saying they're no longer meta and competitive. Well, it has to be meaningful, mm-hmm. right? Their death has to mean something in terms of the gameplay, yep. right? Instead of just being lore. And the only way to do that is to remove them from the competitive mm-hmm. playlist yeah. just because that is the more, um, I guess you would say, serious-focused mm-hmm. part of the game. Like, that yeah. is, there is no story mode in the game, yep. right? right? We that don't care about the story, story mode. Yeah. yeah, like, to us, we are as invested into competitive as yep. any other story mode we've played. That is good, you know? So, in order to make it important and in, in you gotta lasting, pull them out. you got to pull them out. Yeah. That's the thing. So I'm, I know. I'm curious if they'll. I don't know that know, they'll do it in the next couple of years. No, um, at least for I, another year. I, I think no, I that think so. they may wait until something like a big event, like the fifth anniversary or something like that, because it becomes a much more valuable thing at that point. What do they add? Twenty-seven characters? Uh, they're at twenty-seven. It's the twenty-seventh character. That when they get to thirty, yeah. maybe. maybe. They, it well, at be, the end of this year. I mean, well, well, well be no, close. it'd be the beginning the 20, of next year. Yeah, because yeah, by the end of this year, yeah. we should have twenty-nine, and this is speculation yeah. and rumors and just based on like things they're Blizzard gonna, well, has kind of Well, we already know for 100% at. fact they're probably going to release another one. Well, 
100% fact. Most likely they will release one at BlizzCon. Yeah. yeah. And that's in November. So we know yeah. that's probably the end of year one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So between now and then, there'll probably be one more. Yeah. Uh, sometime in the summer after the summer games. Yeah. So. Or even at the summer games. Or at summer games, they might release a character. So if that is the logic, then yes, there will be three. And they even said they wanted to make more characters this yeah. year yeah. or something. So. What's interesting too is like they are taking existing characters and changing them fundamentally, well not fundamentally but a majority. Like, Oh yeah, um, so now let's get into the, oh, okay, the tweaks. Yeah. yeah, so like you're saying. Like uh, we found out recently that uh, Hanzo is going to be reworked. Yep. Mm-hmm. Half of his kit's going to be reworked. Uh, Torbjorn's on the yep. list. Symmetra's on the list. And God, you know, they need to fix Reaper. Metro. Reaper is already been changed. Yeah. So they've messed with May's Reaper a little bit. May has been changed oh a lot. Yeah. Uh, Diva has been tweaked a little bit. They Diva, made yeah. they made her missiles not as deadly. Uh, mm-hmm. They went from six damage to four mm-hmm. per missile burst, and I and I'm okay with that. As a Diva player, her missiles are mainly used to kind of distract, or mainly used to chip damage. It's like a damage dump. Yeah, you know? it's like a, it's yeah. more to a disorient people than mm-hmm. it is to secure kills. Yeah. Um, and they made her, uh, her when you dash into people, the mm-hmm. impact a little less. So again, which really, isn't you, yeah. yeah, you do a little damage. Yeah. People do this animation cancel where you dash into someone. If you hit uh, melee fast enough, it won't do the animation, but it'll do double the damage because oh. it's the melee and the hit. You have to time it just right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But um, they may have fixed that on the patch. I don't yeah. know. So those are some of the tweaks. Reaper, though, they've done some cool stuff where they've, they've taken his fade when he like fades around mm-hmm. and he farts around. You can now actively cancel that yep. as you couldn't before yep. which is neat because you can position yourself wherever you want now yep. and also your guns are automatically reloaded once you get out before mm-hmm. you if you didn't reload you're like ah oh, shit and you had to throw right. guns and get new guns now you're automatically reloaded so you can pop 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 and then go into fade and then you're ready to pop 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 to fight again yep. so mm-hmm. it's really neat and did they buff his um uh how much health he gets back on i think that remains the same okay, okay. uh the main thing is when he farts he's now instead of Fifty percent faster, right? Seventy five. Seventy five. He's very fast. He's yeah. very fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you better keep your eye on reapers, yeah. everybody. If you're up against a reaper, because they will you, get up behind you. Yeah. Very well, that's, no that's longer the thing, though. You can literally yeah. get right above somebody, drop down with your fade, yeah, and get right in position, an immediate slap as soon yeah. as you're in position yeah. and alt. It's yeah. it's insane. So. Or you can just fart around the alt. And they are all the the payload or the capture point, and mm-hmm. you, since it's seventy five percent faster, you're just zipping around, yeah. and no one can really get a beat on you. Like it takes a minute for them to track you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they mess with May. Uh, she can now what is it? She freezes multiple targets. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's basically like, <laughs> yeah. it was treated like Moira's uh, healing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's it's more like a spray and mist, so it hits multiple targets yeah. at one point, which is. <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. and, and then it freezes faster. Yeah, yeah. there's less time before your car- your the opponent. I was freezes. watching. Yeah. I was watching a streamer yeah. when the when Retribution unlocked, and they were just looking looking through all the things, and they opened up the hero guy, and they're like, okay, let's take a look. Oh, Symmetra's still there. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. They didn't patch her out yet. All mm. right, <laughs> dude, I am so <laughs> fucking sick of Symmetra, Symmetra right like, now because I, I, I find a lot of people that just really dislike Symmetra. I, I you know, I really like the character. <laughs> I think yeah. they. Did a big injustice by putting her in support category. We've had the yeah, we've yeah. talked. I have vented about this to you guys multiple uh, times. Excuse me. No, it's 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 kind of fucked up because what it does to the meta when you're actually playing the game is when you have somebody select a Symmetra, mm-hmm. she's not strong enough to be considered a DPS or a uh, defense character. 
And so it puts you in the situation, and she does absolutely no healing. Mm-hmm. But considering she's in support, people treat her like she's in support, mm-hmm. so they don't have another healer. Right. right. So she essentially eats a healer spot. Yeah. Without doing anything Any yeah. that a healer would normally do. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, her teleporter is freaking amazing. Yeah. Like it is the it's best thing. Yeah. It is the best thing about her character. So when you get it, that's a support feature. Mm-hmm. I won't argue that. But the entire rest of her kit is defense. Yeah. And her turrets don't mm-hmm. do any healing or defense nope. to people. Mm-hmm. They only damage. Yeah. She can throw a shield, mm-hmm. which Great. So, <laughs> or an energy ball. She good can, job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she's got her little thing that attaches to you. Yeah. That only does damage. It's not like you can turn that same beam and give somebody defense. Mm. Like she is totally a defensive character with one support ability, which happens to be her best ability. Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate her in support category right now. <laughs> Make her an actual support, even though Brigitta is like the weakest healer. Mm -hmm. She does healing, yeah. Yeah, She does healing, and then she can also shoot a little Mm -hmm. dart at people that heals them. Which does 150 heals, and then it does overcharge or overcharge armor. Give. Her some extra fucking armor, yeah, or make her turrets heal or give defense something. Well, she has this mobile shield, yeah, that's you know super useful. I mean, it, it can be, it Re- can be, it can be in keeping your ass alive. And also, if if we're all pushing, right, it's faster than a Reinhardt shield. Yeah, so we could we could like pop one and Reinhardt. Everyone could like. But Run so along. can Arissa. Arissa can be running behind a Ryan, shoot a shield fifty feet in front of yeah, him. Yeah, but like the and the he can just follow is. the same path. Well, that's the thing though is like it's not a mobile shield. It's faster than Reinhardt. It is way more mobile than Arissa. But, but it that's... only has like what two hundred. Yeah, but that's damage. the same as Zarya with her one yeah. and a half second bubble. Right? They yeah. can make all the difference. I think the. But I do agree with you. Make her a shield tank. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, like, you know, but you would play her as like a, a shield, shield. Team, yeah. you know. Because I honestly think Brigitte's going to, I think, kind of do the same thing. Yeah. And it's kind of why I'm avoiding playing her until she actually enters the meta. I know I should be putting some time into her now, but fuck that. <laughs> I, I've got other things I need to do. I have more important things on my mind. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, it's uh, it's one of those things that I think Brigitte's going to fuck with the meta a little bit because people are going to be like, she's a second healer. Technically, oh, no. you're more correct than calling Symmetra. Yeah, second. yeah. Like, but, like I don't think you find comps like one healer and then a Brigida. I don't think they're gonna cut it. No, I think I, a main healer and a Brigida would work. I, I do. Like, I think a, or a Moira. Yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah. that could work if you get Zen. a really good <laughs> Brigida in a certain scenario. So you have yeah. a group that is just doing straight up death ball. Okay, mm-hmm. Brigida could actually be a very valuable second healer. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like Lucio when you can hold off a ton of damage. Yeah, Lucio can actually do more healing than a Mercy mm-hmm. or a Moira ever could. Mm-hmm. But it's a very specific situation okay, yeah. in which you have a great front line. Yeah. That only drops for a quick second mm-hmm. and comes back because yeah. then the Lucio's healing four or five people exactly. at once. Yeah. And that's where you see that whole situation of like, okay, yeah, he can do twelve, fourteen thousand. Right. 
But when you're in a situation to where everybody's surrounding you, you're getting flanked. Lucio's kind of useless as the healing thing because mm. your team's yeah. getting separated. Yeah. And that's where a Moira and a Mercy can like, also do well. Uh, just the fact that if Brigitte throws her uh, armor yeah. at Mercy, mm -hmm. right? Or even Zenyatta, let's say in an unlikely Zen, situation, yeah. Zen and a Brigitte. Widowmaker cannot one-shot, can no longer right. one-shot any of the healers. Which allows, especially a Mercy, mm -hmm. to get the fuck out of the oh, way. Oh, yeah. So like, it's like, it's, if I get chipped and I've got 75 health left, I'm the fuck out of there. Yeah, like, yeah. even yeah. if you're down to 5 health, that's enough to for, get, away. get yeah. away. Because yeah, yeah. Widowmaker has to reload, or, like, mm -hmm. recharge. And the same thing with, like, uh, like can you imagine a Zenyatta that has, like, armor and Tracer comes in, does poke damage, yeah. but keeps getting healed 150 health plus armor. Like, Tracer's going to be rendered, you know, she's going to have to deal with Brigitte. Yeah. Yeah. But then Brigitte can be like, nope. Uh, Brigitte, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Shield exactly. bash. Shield bash, yeah. combo, yeah. and you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how she comes in the meta. Like I said, We're going to come I'm, up against her a lot. I yeah. Think, yeah. I said, I'm, the, the day she's unlocked when we... Whenever we play our yeah. comp night, I know I should gonna, play her we're gonna more, get but her it's just one of those things that I just like. Oh well, plus uh, you're not what's well, the opportunity you're gonna get to fucking pick her. Well, so I, I think actually, now I mean, probably, I've played a few yeah. quick play games recently, yeah. and it is much easier to pick her because it's back to the same meta that you have seven DPS <laughs> and one healer. Uh, the, seven when you, DPS. Yeah, when you play in quick yeah. play, it doesn't even make sense. You yeah. get extra players somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know what Blizzard's doing over there, but like when I do play. It's it's pretty easy to pick her, and if yeah. I really want to play with her, I, yeah. I just go into any of like the arcade yeah, type free games. Yeah, yeah, you can you can pick her up pretty easy. It's not hard anymore. Mm -hmm. Like first week, it was damn near impossible oh, no, to get yeah. her in a quick play game. Now it's it's, it's completely like Moira. different. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get first. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it's I mean, I've, I've shunned mm -hmm. almost every new character that they've introduced into the game. Like, no, I was you, against Arissa, and uh, I stopped playing Arissa almost that. immediately. Yeah. Moira came out, and yeah. I played her. I'm like, no, she's too hard. I can't do this. Yeah. And I dropped her almost immediately. So, I mean, I always say that shit, and I'm doing the same thing for Gita. I think I'm just like, oh, another new character. Um <laughs> Uh, yay, me for the me, a tank. I don't have to deal with it because yeah, there's no new characters yet. Well, I'm going Sam over Dude, here. Dude, I would love that oh, shit. Yeah. All DPS offensive <laughs> tank. Yes, with a please. dash. With a yeah. dash, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean... I love no, when you, Overwatch introduces new characters because it does constantly change things. Except yeah. Symmetra, they could have done without that. that. You know what? Um, I, I have an changes are coming. I have I changes have an update. Yeah, Symmetra's going to change. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder about this. Like, I see this sometimes, yeah. and I and I don't know where it comes from. I think it's because there's a lot of children that play Fortnite, but uh, a lot of people are are saying like, with the rise of games like Fortnite, yeah. you know, the day um, fucking PUBG introduces deathmatch permanently, yeah, a lot of people are saying that's it. That's the new CS:GO. Like, that'll be the new CS is when mm. they introduce deathmatch. Right now, as of we were recording, there is a deathmatch limited event in PUBG, and people are saying this is what PUBG should be. Like, there should be the 100-man battle royale if you want it, and this is the other game mode. Oh, the more serious game mode is the... the I would mode. probably oh, go back yeah. to playing yeah. PUBG a little bit yeah. more. With like, respawns and all that shit. Yeah. Like, like, like a Call death of Duty. Yeah. More, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Call of Duty. Not yeah. really CS. But, like, the well, CS, CS mode would I be mean, the 100-person battle, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then... Well, no, that's not really... Yeah. It's more like Call of Duty. So, call yeah. Deathmatch, Respawn, that... If that becomes super popular, especially with the smaller map, people mm -hmm. are saying this is the new PUBG. Yeah. You don't play Battle Royale anymore, you play this. Yeah. Um, and then Fortnite, you know, they're having a lot of success doing their own thing. Epic's just doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are looking at Overwatch now and they're like, well, 
is it just going to be seen as the professional game and a, and a casual audience is slowly going to fall away mm-hmm. because they're going to fall to these other you know pvp centric games yeah. um uh, well i don't i don't know because i don't know they don't tell what the concurrent What's player base is. Yeah. well they did recently but like i i know millions of people still play overwatch yeah i don't know how it was compared to like a year ago yeah but, like, it's an interesting discussion because overwatch you have the toxic sr system yes. which mm-hmm. is a whole nother thing but like given that it's more entertaining to watch an overwatch league yes yes you know it's like watching your favorite streamer and then not playing that game as much and overwatch league Fortnite, has so. such yeah. a presence now mm-hmm. um and it's entered into it entered itself into this like regular like amongst the cs dota yeah. 2 stuff like that is it and since the competitive matches do not mimic that at all right then it's like oh i want to play overwatch oh yeah it's nothing like it's that. not gonna be like that yeah, yeah. like the teammates i'm getting are crap or they're just throwing well, or all yeah. these things unless you have a six sack like us mm-hmm. i think it's the reason why our interest is so i, I high. don't want to I, I know it's a real toxic community, but I also do want to say... I like, mean, most PvP communities are. Yeah, I mean, but... And, and I know Overwatch is is a little more so yes, just because of the type of audience. It is a competitive audience in yeah. general. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And everybody thinks they're the best. And <laughs> we get it. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that I, I do have to say, like, recently I've encountered a lot of really... Yeah, you're fun yeah. players who tried hard even when we lost it was good game guys like yeah. I think that whatever Blizzard is doing yeah. they are improving the community much slower than I think the community would like but if you think about the fact that they do have a report system mm-hmm. built in that is very specific to what people were doing and they mm-hmm. try to get as much information out of you as possible. Mm-hmm. And I know I've personally received several notes back from them for like, thank you for reporting. Due to your reporting, someone has been banned or yeah. whatever. That makes me feel good about reporting in general. So I do report when I do encounter toxic. I think the problem with that is, is if you get a bunch of people who are reporting over reporting mm-hmm. it could cause some problems with the community because maybe somebody has one shitty game and is an asshole and then somebody else thinks they're an asshole two more times even though they're not really being well um, that's why that's why it takes hundreds of reports yeah. to yeah. like make a dent and that's another thing that jeff kaplan talked about was look reports are doing great but also youtube videos and streams we're looking at those in as far as like even people that aren't reported as much mm-hmm. we'll look at those as evidence and we mm-hmm. will start you know putting people on timeout. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of upset a lot of people mm-hmm. but uh that brings up a really good topic because in this recent patch there's now a new system of opting out let's yeah, say yeah. like okay. we played yeah. with yep. this guy oh i see tracer tw- one trick tracer 25 mm-hmm. over here is like complaining about how we can't win and we ended up winning but then no thanks to him or her or whatever and we're like, yeah, I can opt out. And apparently you don't get matched up with that guy or girl for a week. Mm. So the idea is if you're really toxic, everyone's going to start opting out. That means longer wait time for mm-hmm. you, less toxicity mm-hmm. for people that are cool and like mm-hmm. wants to work with people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's hard because, I mean, it's it's the SR system's like a pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. There's way more people in bronze, silver, and gold. Gold has the most. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden, whatever above it. Platinum? Platinum. Yeah, so yeah. they're the top of the oh, belt. Oh, so it's curve. almost like a diamond. 
Yeah, so, yeah, like, bronze, fewest people in the bronze, Mm -hmm. and in, obviously, Grandmaster and Top 500. Mm -hmm. And then it it ramps up as it gets to silver and gold. Gold and platinum are, like, near the peak, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of dips down as it gets to, like, diamond. So, I mean, I I think there's a situation in which there are probably, and, and I've read... A little bit different, but I, it's it's Reddit comments and Reddit people, so take it mm-hmm. for what it's worth. Yeah. But a lot of people have said like Diamond is actually one of the most toxic uh, uh, SRs. There's less people there. Well, and there's like, less yeah. people, and the people that are there think they're grandmasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they've broke out of platinum, mm-hmm. so they are technically next tier. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of people in that tier that think they know more mm-hmm. than everybody else. Because they've finally broken out of the biggest two tiers. So they get that next level. Yeah. They get the lesser. You people. know what's the sad thing about that, though? Is when you get to Masters, now the Grandmasters start to give you crap. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a Grandmaster and you're a Master? Like, yeah. GTFO, mm-hmm. man. Get yeah. out of my game. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and it's top 500 Start to Grandmaster. Grand and it's like one of those like very sad. Uh, anecdotes where i know our friend james you know he wants he keeps climbing and that's great i'm it's we're really happy that he is but he's got this notion that the more the higher he climbs the better the teammates are going to be yeah i don't and i've we watch a lot of mm-hmm. youtube videos yeah. like your overwatch or yeah. central unit mm-hmm. lost and all that stuff and one of the universal things they say is like look we're at masters grandmasters um it's all the same. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. it's like every there people are people. So many toxic yeah. people. In, in fact, it's worse because there is this sense of entitlement. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they earn the thing. Yeah, they've, they've earned, earned the, the right thing. to be an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's like, the mentality, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the mentality. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh well, why is there a diamond here? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Like I got called out once when I was playing with James because I was gold, gold. Yeah, and I was in an all platinum. Everyone else was platinum, and Which I picked McCree. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then the guy typed out, "I was like, can we not have the only goal playing McCree for DPS?" Wow. And I was like, "All right, I guess I'll just do tank." And I rocked it. And then the next match, we got matched up again. I don't think he knew. Mm-hmm. And I played McCree. I didn't get any flack, and I did pretty well. Yeah. So I was like, "It's all perception." Yeah. You know. I I think it's also it's like that's the nature. Anything that when you're playing a game that has a competitive in- edge to it mm-hmm. and they attach a number yeah. to how well you do yeah. and it goes up and down and it's like when you see that number go up and up and up it gets in your head and mm-hmm. you're like oh well I'm up here you know what I mean and you have these ranks tied to how well you do and you keep hearing how like ooh I'm diamond master like they're made to be so important yeah. that's where the, that entitlement that's yeah. what causes that toxicity mm-hmm. and unfortunately that's just how how it is in competitive games it's yeah. just like the higher you go the more entitled people they're going to be. And, yeah. you know, look, they'll be toxic like, in different ways. Absolutely. <laughs> like, know? Look, look, if we're in a four stack and then there are two people that are, like, bronze, let's yeah. say, and they pick the two DPS and then we're playing the game and we're not getting any kills, yeah. who do you think I'm going to blame right yeah. away? Like, dude, I, I have gold limbs yeah. and gold damage. Our DPS is not doing much. Oh, you're two, you're two bronze players. No wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, that in itself is justified in my mind because look at all these facts yeah you're the the stats but at the same time when i'm the bronze and i'm like yeah i might be not getting kills but look i keep the four kills that i have have been two healers we're just not Mm, you know capitalizing capitalizing on it because the tanks are doing something else so Mm -hmm. overwatch is such a complex game that you really can't fully 
realize the situation until after the game. Right. But they wouldn't matter because I would never be, yeah. you know, I wouldn't play with them again. I think the se- the system works the best mm-hmm. when you have six people. Yeah. That's when it's shining and working well, but that's, at its peak performance. That, I think. That's what I think Kaplan originally built it to be, Probably. though. Yeah, I think yeah. he imagined a world where everybody yeah. had a team yeah. that they could you rely met people, on. You and met then you people. got together. With it, the it's like if you think you know. about Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going back to the early Halo days mm-hmm. on Xbox. I know why I did Yoda there. People made so <laughs> many friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you connected with so many people, like uh, my brother-in-law mm-hmm. had friends that, like, he met when he was a early teenager yeah, man. that he's still friends with because of Halo, and, oh, like, nice. he now actually knows them in person. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And I think there was a situation in which Kaplan imagined that kind of world yeah. where you'd meet people that you really enjoyed mm-hmm. playing with, that were good teammates. I, I think the problem is is that now with... Because back then it was like not all your friends had Xboxes and internet yeah, when yeah, yeah. an Xbox first came out. Yeah. So and even if they did, did they have enough yeah. good enough connection to play the game online properly? So there was that whole situation in which, like in the early days of gaming, I think there was more opportunity to meet new people. Yeah. yeah. Now you have there's in most situations, you either have friends who play. Or you may meet, like, I still meet people online. Yeah. Maybe because I come from an earlier generation mm-hmm. of online gaming where I'm a little more open to, like, mm-hmm. hey, let's be friends and mm-hmm. let's yeah. play again sometime. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> well, but here, here's yeah. the, I'll here's do it, the reality. but non-verbally. Well, here's the reality and the problem. <laughs> yeah. I'll type. Most but... of the time when I get on Overwatch yeah. now, I have probably 12 to 14 people on my friends list online mm-hmm. playing the game. Oh, wow. I haven't played with them since day one. Good for oh, you. Man. Okay. I haven't played with them since the day we added each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the problem with it. It's like I've got a ton of people on my friends list that I could play with. Right. I either solo queue, uh huh, or I play with you guys. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really all. I, there's not much in between there because even like the last night I got on and uh, Joe Mom and Sith were on, mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna solo queue. Oh, interesting. Because I wanted part of the reason of that is is like <clears throat> I wanted to see what the team dynamic was, so I joined like team chat. Yeah. And it was interesting because like as like as talking earlier, it wasn't a toxic experience for me at all. Okay. I played three games, one, two, lost one. Uh-huh. And each experience the first experience, not many people talked, like one other person talked. Right. So it was me and one other person trying to organize we won, which was oh, great. Yeah. <clears throat> Second match Everybody talked. Oh. And we won. Oh. And it was a great experience. Yeah. The third match, two out of the three people, uh, not including myself, so three, half the team talked. Yeah. And at the end of the game, we w- lost. But the two people who were talking to me were like, hey, good game. Like, thanks yeah. for talking. Thanks for playing. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, but the thing is, is like, Overwatch also doesn't drive you to like, Hey, let's add each other immediately and become good friends and play together. It's mm-hmm. it's an option when Halo was like, Oh, you want to build a team because right. it forces you to build a team. Mm-hmm. So let's get the best team ever. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what the reasoning or logic is. Maybe yeah. I'm a little bit more open I, to it I than think, newer generation, but Yeah, I think they would have to implement a system that favors six stacks considerably. I really hope they do. Yeah. Because as someone who plays in a six stack mm-hmm. regularly, mm-hmm. I don't think the systems weighed in that favor. 
Yeah. So, like, I think it would encourage even more people to play at six stacks mm -hmm. so you don't get up against four and five stacks. Like, I've experienced it a lot in the last two weeks, and I don't know what happened. Maybe more people started buying the game because <laughs> of new characters or Retribution or whatever. Right. But I've went up against a ton of people recently mm -hmm. where we've had levers. Yeah. I've That's had crazy. about yeah. six yeah. games wow. in the last week. I haven't had a lever in the last two months. Right. Yeah, there was something about uh, maintenance that was causing people to like just blank drop. black screen, yeah. and then people drop out. Um, so we're going to maybe, be like that. Maybe it's but, that. But, but I mean, we've even been in games together where like people just essentially rage quit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe it's yeah. because competitive is becoming a thing that like oh everybody's got to try competitive now. Mm -hmm. So if you have somebody who is level forty who's never played competitive before, they're like oh that's the thing to do now. Mm -hmm. So you may have these people coming in who have less tolerance for it because right. they're so used to winning games, or they just have Smurf accounts and and that's a thing like you hear a lot. It's like oh this is my Smurf account, so I don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm like. First of all, well, it's probably a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. I don't care, but you know, it's like, well, do you want to play this game or not? Yeah, you know, it, so it's 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 so bizarre. And we're as a like we have our own competitive set team, right? And right now we're in the like when we first started, we kept losing a lot. Mm -hmm. And competitive game mode was such an intimidating game mode. Now that we're playing so much, we're kind of getting to the groove of it. But we're getting, to me, the next step of Overwatch gaming, which is pugs mm -hmm. or pickup games or, or, you know, scrims, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, I've heard so many positive things about, basically, uh, scrims are organized games outside of the Overwatch yeah. game uh, browser. Mm -hmm. And you create, there are two teams of six stacks, create a custom game, we play each other, so SR is not an issue yeah. in terms of like... And you'll play can, each other yeah. like multiple times in a row on different maps yeah, exactly. and different scenarios, so you basically get to practice against the same team mm -hmm. and try to figure out their mindset. Yep. It, it allows you to just to play in a more contained environment yeah. in a way, yeah. which allows you to hone your skills. Because yeah. if you get... And, and it seems like a lot of these people who are doing scrims are people who are favorable to meeting other people, mm -hmm. which means usually they're not assholes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there, and, yeah, there are people that are there specifically to get better at the game. They're yeah. not people that just are so Think flimsy they're good that at the they're... Game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or maybe they do, but the idea is they're not just going to leave in the middle of the match. Yeah, yeah. Like, the quality of matches are going to be higher because these people are going out of the way to ensure a certain standard of play. And mm -hmm. that's where yeah. we're kind of entering. And it's both, and, and again, it's scary because we haven't really done it. So yeah. I'm wondering, and, and ever since we've gotten more competent in a competitive match, quick play mm -hmm. is such a trivial matter to oh me. Oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. agree. It, it has become I've like, gotten to the point to where, like, before in quick play, I wouldn't leave a match until it was over. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, as soon as somebody invites me, I'm like, bye. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, I don't care if I cost you the map. Mm. I don't really care. Because it's quick play. Yeah, no one can. Seven DPS and one healer. Yeah, it's like, don't yeah. don't come at me with that shit and expect me to want to stick around. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it's, it's more balanced games. And I mean, it's funny because, like, 
James was harping on that for probably three months. He was. Yeah, he's he like, was. there's he was no reason to play quick play, one. guys. There's no way. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason to play it. Exactly. And we're like, no, you can practice on. He's like, no, yeah. no, you really can't. You yeah, can't do it. It doesn't and translate. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. different game. Stop doing it. And then like now that we're really into comp, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. Hey, James, did you know that quick play is garbage? <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing is like. If you look at his uh, hours played, he's about 50 hours above all of us, or maybe 70 hours, mm-hmm. because his, like, I have a higher level, mm-hmm. but lower SR, so I played a lot more, less competitive than he does. Mm-hmm. His 90% of his gameplay is competitive, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that is the fundamental difference between the awareness of yeah. the game and, like, certain conditions, like Deathmatch... I'll trounce anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like I will. I will be the king oh, of deathmatch. Oh yeah, match. yeah. I'm. But, I love deathmatch. But in like uh, competitive, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of how often we play, and I think that'll be the same with scrims. That's going to be uh, we. Uh, quick news: We oh, have yeah. entered into a Overwatch oh, com- yes. com- uh, competition. We get, have get the words out. Max. Uh, yep, it's the Open Division. I guess it's sponsored by uh, Blizzard. Um, first yes. price. It's the open division. It's the open division. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, I just found out recently in uh, DreamHack, mm. there is a bring yes. your own computer uh, <laughs> prized Overwatch, uh, Overwatch competition. competition. Yeah. There's several competitions yes. down there, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm um, like. CSGO one, a Fortnite one, like. Yeah. PUBG, yeah. PUBG. yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, StarCraft, I think. Yeah. Quake funny. Champions. Um, so these are tiers of. Unknown uh, environments, yep. and as I think, as we keep going from one to the next, it's going to be a point where comp on Overwatch is going to feel like how we feel quick play is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like these games are so disorganized. Like, yeah, it's competition; they're trying their yeah. best, but you have levers, yeah. you have like less than six stacks. They're not coordinating well. We'll just trounce them, you know. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's just that progression of. Stakes are getting higher. Yeah. Things are getting tighter as a team, and we start to, you know, look back and like, hey, remember guys when we were like still almost gold and we were like <laughs> discussing all this meta, and now we're like, yeah, we can do beyond just a two-two-two competition yeah. Yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, that well, that's where it, it changes because you start to see more true dynamics of people. You get to learn what works, what doesn't, because. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If we went up against a tracer five times, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'd learn something different than going up against a tracer every twelfth time. Yeah, exactly. So it just opens up the world a little bit more. But yeah, yeah so I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. we'll keep For everyone. Now. Yeah, we'll keep everyone updated on it. Uh, you know, it's a game we're gonna play for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, yeah just it. follow us that's from gold to yeah. grandmaster. We, watch, we we stream sometimes. Uh, the easiest place is at Danky King Live on Twitch. Yep, all one word, no e and Danky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we stream on Wednesday nights usually. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see that, uh, just look uh, if you want to find the Facebook page or anything like that. Just um, look up Danky King, a video game podcast on yep. Facebook. You'll find us there or on Google. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we're the if you type that whole thing in, we're the only thing that yep. pops up. So, and, and also, if you got our uh, name from one of our matches, perhaps maybe yeah. you've uh, come across us and yeah. we were advertising yeah. profusely. Welcome, welcome. And uh, uh, I'm sorry, trounced you or yeah. good game because that was a really good uh, push. Or yeah. 
yeah, sorry, we're not good enough yet, but we will get better. We'll get there. So one of the three conditions that you'll encounter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, or maybe we'll draw. Or maybe we'll draw. And in which case, we'll, we'll fuck, sir. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week, and so, we'll see you guys next time. Cool, man. Stay Classy New York. Wow, I'm just gonna let you finish. Yeah. I'm gonna let this, yeah, this is gonna just like peter out. These so. signoffs get better, yeah, each, better each and week. better. Yep. Yep. So, ready player one, guys. Anyways, bye. 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 bye.